Hello, and welcome to 15-Minute PD. My name is Bradley Reese, and I've been in elementary education for over 20 years. I've seen many trends and things come and go in education over the years, but the one thing I think that is a constant is teachers trying to find new ways to engage and teach students. In the next 15 minutes, you will hopefully get a ton of new ideas that you will be able to walk into your classroom and use tomorrow. So, welcome to today's podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing how important relationships are in the classroom. Relationships, they can be a game changer for student behavior, for student achievement, and basically making your classroom a wonderful place to be. I think a lot of groundwork that you need to do for relationship building happens within those first few weeks of school. I mean, it's all in the excitement and the engagement that you have with each and every student trying to find exactly what makes them tick. So let's get started talking about relationships. At the first of the year, I always ask my parents to fill out an information sheet about their student. And on this information sheet, it asks about what struggles their students may have academically and with behavior. But it also asks about their hobbies that their student has, you know, sports that they play or different ideas that tell me a little bit about their student. And I have found this paper to be extremely important. And I really encourage parents to turn it in to me. And I normally don't have much problems with that because most parents definitely want to tell you about their kid. Well, the first weekend after school starts, I sit down and I read through all of these papers. And it really helps me to know things that I can use to either avert attention during some behavior problems or things that I know that they're going to struggle in. And it really gives me a picture of what this student sort of looks like on paper. Now, that's not to say that I base everything on this paper that the parents fill out. I mean, a lot of things can't be put onto paper. A lot of things you have to learn as school the year kind of gets going and everyone has their own quirk. So I always begin our new school year on the very first day, setting up some relationship expectations in my classroom. I like to start by having sit downs with all of the students. Yes, even with my fourth and fifth grade students that I've been teaching the last couple of years. We talk about what the expectations are um, and the things that we are looking forward to this school year. Now, I'm not talking about rules or regulations, things like most people go over on that first full day of school. I'm talking about expectations of how we would treat each other and the things we would expect out of each other. And we have a long discussion about things that make us happy that people do and things that upset us. And I give them several examples of things that have happened in the past. We talk about what to do in some of those situations. So I love to tell them, that at some point this year, just look around you, one of these people who you think is your best friend is probably going to make you mad. They're probably going to hurt your feelings, or they may upset you in some way. And I may be one of those people. And my question to them is, how are you going to deal with it? That sets up my year for what we call SEL time, our social emotional learning time. So every day, We meet on the floor for a few minutes. 
We talk about different skills, such as how do you handle a bully? How do you handle someone saying something that's not nice to you? How do you handle not getting your work turned in on time? And other skills they're going to need for basically the rest of their life. I really feel like this is a firm foundation of what builds my classroom into a room with what I call a loving, safe, caring, and respectful culture. Now, in the past, I've had students who have really struggled with behavior in school. No doubt. Finding what works for one student may not be the answer to what works with another student. But in every single case that I've had in my classroom, I have found relationships to be the very key to working with a student. The root of what's going on is either bad relationships with former teachers, could be bad relationships with other students or even their parents, or it could be good relationships with people who have ended up failing them in some way. What I mean is they trusted this person and then that person left them or they quit taking interest in them. So to give you an example of a student that came to me with some very deep hurt, um, let's just call him Tom for the time being. So when I first met Tom, he was in first grade, and I taught second grade. But he was in the classroom right across the hallway from me. His teacher struggled because he would get so angry. And when he got angry, he became pretty violent. His fist would hit the table. He would pick his uh, desk up and kind of slam it down, or he would slam other things around. He would yell out. His teacher and I had an understanding that when he was out of control, to the point that it maybe endangered the other students, she would come and get me, or she would bring him to my classroom, just to have a nice chill-out place. So, we set up a special chair that he knew he could sit in, where nobody was in his box. Um, I never knew what a blessing it would be for him to come and spend time in my classroom before he was actually my kid. So the very next year, I purposely had a talk with the principal and I asked, may I please have Tom in my classroom? I think I can do something for him that would help. And I knew that Tom came from a broken home and his dad was not really in the picture at the time. And I knew as a male teacher, I have the opportunity to be a good role model for him. So I wanted to help him understand that, you know, it's okay to be angry, but also help him in finding ways that he could control his anger. So the year started out okay. He didn't seem to have very many issues with me. And I thought maybe he had maybe worked on th some things during the summer. But about a month into school year, he was when that anger just started welling up inside of him. When he would try to do work and he couldn't get it correct for the first time, he would become increasingly frustrated. So bad as he would stab his pencil into the paper, he might wad up his paper and throw it across the room, break his pencil, slam his hands on his, on his desk, or even pick up the desk and slam it down. So anytime this happened, I asked him to walk in the hallway and to take a moment with me to calm down. He would always do this with me, which was a surprising thing for me, especially when he was angry. He would just come with me. And then I remembered that we had started a bond that had started last year. And when we got out in the hallway, I would lead him through some breathing techniques and some calm down techniques, and then we'd be able to talk. And I would say something like, okay, what made you angry? What do you feel maybe set you off? 
or how could we have handled it better? And he would describe what happened. And maybe it was a problem he didn't understand, or maybe he had written the answer wrong and tried to erase it and it wouldn't erase. So sometimes it was very simple things, but then other times it was very difficult. But through these little meetings in the hallway, I began to see some changes in him in the classroom. Instead of hitting his fist on the desk, I would catch him getting upset and be and putting his fist down beside him and just squeezing his hands, which was a technique I told him. I told him, I said, this, you can just squeeze your hands and just squeeze out all the anger, but we can't hit with those hands. Just squeeze. And it also gave him something to do with his hands that wasn't destructive. And I even told him that I had an idea of something that I think would really help him. So I asked him to stay in class while the other students went to music class that day. And I pulled him up to my desk and I said, listen, I know there are times when you get upset. And as I've told you before, it is okay to be angry, but it is not okay to be violently angry or to damage things or break things or endanger other people. So I know sometimes you don't even realize that you're becoming angry. So I have an idea that we could try that would kind of help you know when I think you're starting to get upset. I said, I have these things called chill pills. Now these chill pills, they come in any flavor that you can imagine. I told him that these chill pills, well, they're kind of like jelly beans, but you can't see them. But anytime that I feel like you're getting upset, I'm just going to reach in my pocket and I'm going to pretend to hand you a chill pill. Now, you can either put it in your pocket for later, or you can go ahead and just pop it in there and chew it up. He thought that was so funny, but he said he'd love to give it a try. Now, I've had the opportunity to move with my students the last couple of years. I've been able to been blessed to move with them from second grade, third grade, fourth grade, and fifth grade. And in particular, I've had this student in my classroom every single year of those grades. So while I've moved, now when Tom gets upset, he started coming to me and he says, hey, I'm going to need one of those chill pills. And I asked him the other day, I said, I'm just curious, what flavor are they? And he said, well, you know, sometimes they're grape and then other times they're cherry, but a lot of times they're cotton candy flavored. Of course, those are some of my favorite flavors. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I mean, the idea I want you to learn from this, and the thing I want you to take away, is if I had not spent that time with him in the hallway, working through those steps of things that he could do to kind of get his anger under control, I don't think he would have ever been able to control it on his own. Relationships, they take time. And as teachers, we're super busy a lot of times. We feel like we don't have time. But I would challenge you with this. Is it not better to take the time up front when you could help a student than for the behavior to take away from your classroom? I feel like if you invest the time in the first of the year or when you see the problem happening, don't take it away from the rest of your years teaching time. 
put that investment in ahead of time. So I want to leave you with this today. Have you been taking time to really get to know what makes your students tick? Now, I don't mean just surface things. I mean really getting to know them. Getting to know what makes them upset, what makes them sad, scared, and above all, happy. So I want to challenge you these next two weeks to just pick two or three students that you struggle with, either behavior or academically. And I challenge you to find small pockets of time during your day to ask them questions. And that can be simple questions like, what is your hobby that you love to do? Or what did you have for dinner last night? And then it can be deeper. Like I noticed that when you get angry, when your pencil breaks, so tell me what makes you angry about that. And these little pockets of time, they need to be away from other students. Maybe at the back of the cafeteria line or a few minutes on the playground or even during planning time, just pull them for a few minutes. And if you start taking the time to notice them, you're going to find that they'll basically do anything for you. It never matters what I ask Tom to do. He'll do it in a heartbeat for me because I've shown him the deep care that I have for him in the way that I've treated him, the way I've helped him, and most importantly, invested time in learning about him. And recently, here in fifth grade, we were on a field trip and he got super angry about something on the field trip and I just pulled him aside and I said, hey, I brought some in my pocket. And he just grinned at me and he just held out his hand and he said, hand them to me. So I hope you enjoy today's podcast and I hope it helps you to up your game. Now you have some new tools to take into your classroom and practice. I would love it if you would leave a review because reviews help this podcast reach more and more people and educators who might need to have some new ideas on how to engage and reach students. Once again, thank you for taking the time to listen. Until next time, remember that once you've upped your game, it's time to show your skills. Thank you.